Welcome to Regret Proof Your Life. I'm your host, Jesse G, here to help you start getting your shit together one simple change at a time. The more that you know, the easier it is to grow. So let's fucking go. This week, we're going to talk about attachment styles, and this shit is going to change your life. This was one of the first things that I learned when I was going through my therapy and kind of awakening in the early days and just learning who I was and why I was doing what I was doing and how to get better. And boy, this shit is eye-opening. It is going to really help you if you have never heard about this before and probably give you a ton of clarity about your relationships and your behaviors. So to be clear, I know this could be really confusing because I was just like, ooh, attachments, attachments, back to back with episodes. But last week was all about like energetic attachments or having like entities or energies attached to you and try to suck your own energy, right? Or use your energy for their own good or power. This week, we're talking about literal attachment styles and that has nothing to really do with it. Well, maybe if you're in a really dark place because of your attachment style and then you attract an attachment, but you know, that's not what we're going to go to the depths of today. We're just going to focus on attachment styles. So Attachment styles play a significant role in shaping your relationships, you know, your personal growth. So if you don't know yours, this episode is going to change that. And by the end, you'll even be able to figure out other people's attachment styles. It can kind of be like a fun little game to test your knowledge. And of course, I have a book rec. Um, It's called Attached, The New Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. Um, You can find it on Amazon. It's got like a magnetic kind of looking heart on the front of it. That book is super helpful and breaks down what I'm about to tell you in much more detail. So if you like today's episode, go and check that book out. Either buy it for yourself, rent it from the library. It's going to really help you navigate some things. So. What the hell are attachment styles? Attachment styles are patterns of emotional and behavioral responses formed in early childhood that influence the way individuals form and maintain relationships throughout their lives. They are deeply rooted in our experiences with primal, primal, well, primal and primary caregivers and shape our beliefs about ourselves and others. So they basically rule and control everything. And if you don't know what these are, they're probably riding shotgun and calling the shots a lot of the time. And so this is going to give you that power back. There are four main attachment styles. And I personally am only aware of like three. So the fourth one we're going to unpack and learn together. But the first attachment style, the one that we are all seeking is the secure attachment style. So people with a secure attachment style uh, tend to feel really comfortable with their emotional intimacy. They seek out close relationships. They have a positive view of themselves and others. They're responsive, like attentive. They can effectively communicate their needs. They're like emotionally intelligent. So characteristics of these people are they're trusting, reliable, emotionally available. They're able to give and receive support and, you know, they're comfortable with independence and closeness in relationships. They they thrive in that sort of environment. 
So in terms of relationship dynamics, secure individuals tend to have healthier and more satisfying relationships, right? They value open communication. They have a strong sense of self-worth and they're capable of, of establishing and maintaining boundaries. So like all of the stuff that we're working on on this podcast together, um, right? It sounds amazing. Characteristics of the secure attachment style, just sort of like recapping again, so they're trusting and they're comfortable with emotional intimacy. These people have a positive view of themselves and others. It's easy for them to communicate and express their needs, to also hold space for their partner and other people in their lives to really like express their needs, have difficult conversations, be very mature and have adult conversations about difficult topics. Um, really maintain and establish those boundaries and really have a balance between like dependence and independence in their relationships and in their lives. So benefits of secure attachment style, obviously like a healthy and satisfying relationship or relationships across the board, because this isn't just your friendships. This is like your family, friends, romantic relationships, you name it. Um, the ability to form strong emotional bonds and connections with partners, have that next level of that intimacy in your relationship, better conflict resolution skills, right? Better ability to work through difficult times and greater emotional well-being and resilience, as you can imagine. So secure attachment style, like as silly as this sounds, I don't know them at all, but I like to think that – um. Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, they at least appear to act like they've got a secure attachment style and they they just seem like a really good example of two people that like truly do love and respect and uplift each other and are true partners in this life, right? Like that secure attachment style, you're not going to have any of that anxiety. You're not going to have any of that mistrust. You're never going to wonder if that person's like lying to you, hiding something from you, if they're going to have your back or not. It is like fucking incredible. It is like that pure, like safe space and safe person where you can be your ugliest, messiest version of yourself and you never have to be afraid that they're going to like get the ick about you because they're, that's not what they're about. Like if they're a secure attachment style and you're their person, that's it. End of story, right? So that's what we strive for because the others are really complicated. And frustrating whether you have them or experience them. Uh, so, so let's unpack now that we know, like that foundation or that <laughs> that main pillar we're all seeking to achieve. So, anxious attachment style is the next one we're going to unpack. And you probably are already like, "This is me," and you just fucking know it if you're an anxious person. And this is definitely my attachment style before I started doing my work. Currently, I am in very secure attachment style, and but I had to work my way there. So that's the good news is you don't have to stay in the attachment style you're in if it's not serving you. You can definitely grow and change and completely evolve in terms of what sort of attachment style you have. So there is hope. Anxious attachment style. So 
People with an anxious attachment style desire close relationships, but often feel insecure and worry about rejection or abandonment. They seek reassurance and validation from their partners, often experiencing high levels of anxiety in relationships. Um, she's probably going to kill me for saying this, but like my little sister was also really, really bad with this. Like I make fun of her because she has dated so many men where she has to like drink or like pop Xanax or like smoke a violent amount of weed to like be able to hang out with them because she doesn't fucking feel safe, dude, because she's an anxious attachment style. And her partner is probably the next one we're going to get into, which is avoidant, which anxious and avoidant attachment styles are like the fucking worst possible combination you can have. It is like so devastating and like hopeless and you don't even need me to explain the names to probably be like, holy shit, I'm going through this experience or I have and this is exactly what I need to know. So yes, hang in there, hang in there, guys. <laughs> so um, characteristics of anxious attachment style, overly dependent on their partner's attention and validation, fear of abandonment, easily overwhelmed by doubts and uncertainties, like you spiral quickly and you crave that constant reassurance, which if you've ever had somebody act like that towards you, like and that's their attachment style, it could be a lot, right? It can be overwhelming. And like, if you're that way, you probably know that it feels like that too. And you're like, this isn't the way it's supposed to be, but you don't know how to do anything else, like, or how to get out of this, right? I like, and no one does. We all just get fucked up and end up in these places. And it's like so hard to find help and like dig out. So Relationships dynamics, um, anxious individuals are going to experience frequent relationship conflicts and emotional ups and downs, very turbulent, emotional roller coaster type relationships where the highs are really high, but the lows are so fucking low, dude. Um, you know, they may exhibit clingy behavior or become overly preoccupied with their partner's actions, leading to a cycle of seeking reassurance and reassurance seeking behaviors. So that's where you're like, one sec, water. Mm. Ah, that's where you're like, why isn't this person texting me back? Oh my God, did they get in a car accident? Wait, what if they're talking to somebody else? Wait, did I do something wrong? Are they mad at me? Oh my God, what did I do? I have to retrace everything from this morning and the night before. Blah, 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 blah. Like, And then you're not okay unless this person is just constantly validating you. And there's nothing wrong with being an anxious attachment. We did nothing wrong. I have been this too, right? This is all instilled when we're very, very young, like since we're like babies and like young children, toddlers, like this is when this is happening. So none of this is our fault. Um, we know who to point the fingers at, right, guys? No, just kidding. Our parents are all fucked up from their parents. It just goes on and on and on. It's like so depressing. That's why we have to break the cycle. Um, so the characteristics, again, it's like that high need for reassurance and validation, the fear of rejection and abandonment, overly dependent on your partner's attention, high levels of anxiety and insecurity, and really difficult time managing doubts and insecurities. You probably have a shitload of intrusive thoughts just like inundating you all day, every day, which is like fucking miserable. I, I know how hard that is. Um, and this is all because of like things that happened when you were a teeny, teeny, tiny baby and child, like things that we don't even know, but it's like, that's how important that early childhood development is. Because if you have parents like I did that, like, were really not emotionally intelligent or like present and probably shouldn't have had children, like they weren't super abusive or anything, but they were definitely like emotionally neglectful and absent and did not know how to handle their own shit, let alone how to raise a child or take care of like a baby in all of the ways that it needs. And so that's how this stuff happens. 
we've experienced some sort of like neglect or abandonment in very, very early ages, very early in our lives. And that is what over time has like manifested into this anxious, anxious attachment style. And so I'm so fucking sorry, you guys, because I know how hard this one is. But again, you can grow and change and evolve and break this cycle and start to shift your attachment style. And we'll talk about that uh, towards the end of the episode. So the challenges that somebody with an anxious attachment style is going to face are things like right, that frequent relationship conflict, that emotional volatility. Like there's going to be fighting, to, right? Because this is a hard on you. This is hard on your partner, you feel as you have unmet needs. Who you know? There's just so much going on. You have the fear of being alone or unloved. A strong need for the constant reassurance. The tendency to exhibit clingy or demanding behavior. Um, sometimes even like you know, this starts to shift into somebody that's like very jealous or possessive. If you've ever dated somebody that like wants to know where you are twenty four seven and like freaks out if you don't text them back fast enough, they're probably a very anxious person, right? Anxious and have an anxious attachment style, and you're gonna have difficulty trusting your partners and yourself. So like a lot of this all at all, shocker guys, starts with yourself. <laughs> so that's a little bit about anxious. I think you get it, right? So the third that we're going to go into is the avoidant attachment style. This is the attachment style that I was most attracted to when I was in my anxious attachment style. And it was so fucking volatile and it was the darkest of my days, okay? During this time, I was chasing avoidant men which I'm going to pack on just a minute. And like, I knew I had a major problem because I was kind of seeing two guys. I wasn't dating either, but I was hooking up with them both just like on occasion. And they were just honestly like fuck buddies. And I was so anxious attachment style. I just like this, you know, I just explained it, you know, every single aspect. So I was just so insecure and so desperate for fucking love and attention and validation right? That like I, within the same week, like hung out with these guys on different occasions and got so blacked out drunk that I like told them each that I loved them. And then they like told me like in a future day, like when I was not drunk that I did. And I was like, no, no. I was like horrified because I don't love, did not love either of these men, but that was just purely showing how fucking sad and lonely and desperate for like love and attention I was. And how anxious I was. And imagine that these guys want nothing to do with that because they're avoidant. Avoidant is the fucking opposite of anxious. As soon as shit gets like too real or too intimate, it's like they are like, get me the fuck out of here and they're ghosting you. So yeah, that was my life. That's when I was like, damn, I really need help. I need to start <laughs> therapy and all of the things. I think I was actually in therapy at the time. I'm like just starting to learn and be like, wow, this is all that shit my therapist is teaching me about right before my eyes, isn't it? So let's go there. Avoidant attachment style. These are individuals that value independence and self-reliance. They're often uncomfortable with emotional closeness and may struggle to fully engage in intimate relationships. They prioritize maintaining personal space and independence. Does that sound familiar? Because like to me, that is my dad. <laughs> that is all of the men that I like chased. How like out of like that like desperation and pain and suffering I was in until I met my husband who was fucking amazing. And we finally have like a secure 
partnership. <laughs> so characteristics of the avoidant attachment style, fear or dependency, fear, oh, sorry, fear of dependency and vulnerability. So like that's the opposite, right? It's like an avoidant person, if there's an anxious person dating them, as soon as that anxious person needs that like dependency and like validation and vulnerability, the avoidant person is like, get the fuck away from me. It's like, but you're not going to know because they're just going to like literally like ghost you and like get quieter and quieter, just like retreat, remove themselves from the situation, create as much space as possible. So they're going to have the tendency to withdraw or become emotionally distant when relationships become too close. They have difficulty expressing, Jesus, wow, difficulty is what I'm having. Expressing emotional needs. emotions and needs and the tendency to prioritize self-reliance. That was rough guys. Woo. Okay. Relationship dynamics you're going to see in this type of attachment style. Avoidant individuals are going to struggle with commitment and intimacy and like not having sex intimacy. I'm talking about like the true, like emotional connected type of intimacy. They may create distance in relationships to protect themselves from potential emotional pain or loss, and this can lead to a pattern of emotional distancing and difficulties with emotional connection. So again, you guys, this is like the opposite of anxious. So if you are an anxious person dating an avoidant person or vice versa, this is something to really lean into and decide if this is something that's going to be sustainable for you. So... Uh, characteristics of this type of style, they're going to prefer their independence and self-reliance. They don't want to depend on anybody else or frankly have to like emotionally like take care of somebody else and be that person to constantly give validation, right? Um, like, I'm sorry to go there. And if like, you're the person that does this, I'm sorry you feel this way, but you gotta gotta get a wrinkle on this and change change this. But like, it's sort of like if you've got that friend that constantly bitches about how fat and ugly they are, and like they're not, and it's just like you don't even want to be around them anymore because it's so fucking unfun, and you have to constantly be like, no, you know, you look good, and it's like, God, can you just fucking stop hating yourself and like. Like, you know, and stop making me fucking validate you 24-7. Like, I can't see on this anymore. And like, that, I understand because I've been on like both sides, right? A lot of you probably have too. And so it's not that either like attachment style is wrong. It's just that they do not work great together. They basically repel each other. We're, we're If you are avoidant or anxious, you can absolutely date somebody that's secure. If you're secure, you can date secure. It's just that avoidant and anxious that are really, really hard to maintain. And I mean, it's doable because I've done it for like years of my life and dated many avoidant men. It just was not what I actually ever needed. Okay. And it caused a lot of pain and angst and bullshit that I hope to be able to save you from. So uh, let's see here. That's that's the gist of it, right? I think that's pretty clear. If you're anxious, you're injecting a ton of anxiety and anxious behaviors into the relationships. If you're avoidant, you do not like it when things get too emotional or too intimate or too serious like that, and you want to maintain that distance and independence. So they're basically like opposites. And opposites attract, okay? And because like that's the thing. You might be in a relationship like this right now, and like in the early days, it is like 
on fire. It is so fucking passionate and like amazing because opposites do attract, man. But just keep an eye out for yourself. Start to kind of look around and and think through your friends, your family, the relationships you have, and see if you can kind of identify some different attachment styles around you. And do not take any like shame or ownership really for your attachment style because it really it wasn't up to you. This happened before you were conscious enough and like aware enough to even be able to work to choose an attachment style for yourself. So this was basically given to you and now you get to choose what to do with this information. So let's round it out with this fourth attachment style that is called disorganized attachment. I have not heard of this, but if I had to guess, it's going to be like a blend of the top three. But let's see, I say I saved the notes to read with you guys live. So the disorganized attachment style is characterized by, oh, yes, a mix of anxious and avoidant tendencies. Individuals with a disorganized attachment style may have experienced inconsistent or abusive caregiving, leading to unresolved fears and conflicting emotions regarding relationships. So, yes, this is what I thought. It's just a combination where you're ping-ponging back and forth between anxious and avoidant. This is still has nothing to do with secure. Secure is all on its own. Um, so characteristics for the disorganized attachment style, confusion, difficulty with emotional regulation, fear of both intimacy and abandonment. What a fucking hard place to be in, right? Unpredictable behaviors in relationships. Uh, so in terms of relationship dynamics, you're usually going to be – uh, if you're disorganized attachment style, you're going to struggle with maintaining stable and healthy relationships. They may exhibit unpredictable behaviors, have difficulty trusting others, and experience internal conflicts that can manifest in their interactions with partners. So some of the challenges, because the characteristics are literally what I just explained. We don't have to go over that again. But a lot of the challenges that these individuals with disorganized attachment style experience are struggles with establishing trust and stability in relationships, tendency to exhibit unpredictable behaviors, difficulty forming secure and consistent <clears throat> emotional connections. Dude, I'm about to like choke on my <laughs> spit. I'm trying not to hold it for you guys. <clears throat> Excuse me. Fear of repeating past traumas in relationships and a need for healing and resolution of unresolved fears. So, like, there is a lot going on with a disorganized attachment style. And now that I read through this a little bit, I absolutely relate because as I started to heal, I started to go back and forth between attachment styles, between anxious and avoidant, depending on who the other party was, like who the partner or the other person in this relationship duo was. So if I was, you know, chasing somebody that was more avoidant than me, I would really default to being very anxious. But if I was feeling a little bit more what I thought at the time was secure <laughs> and the other person was like a little too needy or like clingy seeming, I was immediately like, oh, hell no, I am not doing this. And so I would become avoidant. So that might be part of your journey too. That's absolutely something that can happen. And with time, you can work your way into being secure. So I only covered the very tip of the iceberg with these different attachment styles. 
If you want to learn more, please go get that book that I mentioned at the top of the episode. It again is, let's go there, Attached, The Science of Adult Attachment and How It Can Help You Find and Keep Love by Amir Levine and Rachel Heller. That book is going to go into way more depth and you're going to absolutely be an expert on attachment styles by the time you finish that. But let's really quick talk about recognizing and transforming your attachment style. So self-awareness is so important in recognizing your attachment style. And now that we've talked about it, you'll probably become more and more aware as the day goes on. Like you probably already have the wheels turning and you're like, I know mine and I've already figured out like the 10 closest people to me attachment style. Uh, Some strategies for transforming and developing a more secure attachment style are therapy and counseling. Honestly, that's where I started and that was a huge help for me. I was able to identify like my what was going on with me and the people around me and the patterns I was participating in, the choices I was making. Building self-esteem and self-worth though, in my opinion, is the number one thing to focus on because then everything else just falls into place. And if you think about when we described that secure attachment style, that was like the complete and utter embodiment of somebody that has and feels very grounded in their self-esteem, their self-worth, and their self-love. So if you just continue to work towards that, that is going to naturally help you start to transform into a more secure person. If you're not sure how to start with that, literally the first like 10 to 15 episodes of this podcast are all about the very basics. And the next episode I make is going to be about being as basic as possible on your like a growth and healing journey when you really need to create the space and just kind of like hunker down to be in survival mode. So every single episode so far can help you really start to work on that. Developing and self-advocating for a healthier relationship pattern for yourself is also going to be key. And this is going to be extremely hard. And it's going to like, you're going to get in what you put out of this. So basically it's like, if this is not healthy, you're done and you're done immediately and you are not participating in that like relationship anymore. It's not serving you, okay? It's literally holding you back and blocking you from everything that you want. Um, So you standing up for yourself, you advocating, you following through also on these really hard decisions is what's going to build that confidence and self-worth. And you're not going to fucking miss that, miss whatever you're in now. You might be thinking that you are. You will not. I promise you. You're like going to transform into more of your higher self. And that angst and suffering from the past isn't going to matter to you at all anymore. You're going to be so glad that's gone. Obviously, it's like you can start with setting boundaries with somebody, giving them chances, like like trying to like heal a relationship. But if things are way too volatile and things are way too kind of far gone at that point, you have to stand up for yourself and all of the prior versions of yourself that are all like living within you and still with you that are like watching you and counting on you to advocate for them and you. And then practicing self-compassion and self-care when you do backslide because you're going to from time to time. This isn't something where you're like, oh, now I know my attachment style. I'm going to be free. No, you're going to still, you know, backslide. You're going to make the wrong decisions. You're going to spend too much time on the wrong person. Like it happens. So just continuing to build the awareness and continuing to practice that self-compassion and giving yourself grace is really key. So this has the potential to change your entire life, you guys. It certainly 
can start to change who you surround yourself with. Uh, so really start to take that inventory. Again, no attachment style is wrong, right? And you don't need to be like, oh, I'm, a, I'm anxious. I need to remove all of these avoidant people from my life. That's That's not it at all because you can be a very like well – mentally, emotionally, physically, financially off person and still be avoidant, right? So you need to just use your best judgment in making the decisions of like who you want to surround yourself with based on all of the factors, not just somebody's attachment style. And no hardcore homework this week because instead, right, just a gentle suggestion to reflect on your attachment style and the attachment style of those around you and pick up that book that I mentioned earlier, that attached book. So that's everything I have for you today, my loves. If you like this episode, please make sure to rate, review, subscribe wherever you're listening today. Make sure to share this podcast, uh, especially this episode, if this really impacted you with somebody else who needs it. May that be a friend, a family member, or a colleague. And last but not least, I would love to hear from you. So write in with any topics you're interested in me covering, anything that you're having a difficult time understanding so I can unpack it even more in an easier to understand way. Or if you want to share your own transformation journey, I want to hear all about it. So my email is regretproofwithjessie at gmail.com. That is Jesse with with an IE at the end. Next week, we're going to roll into the end of summer with an episode about simplifying your life and making the space you need on your journey to continue with dedication. We do not want to burn ourselves out, right? And I know I share a lot of things that you can do. If you listen to my earlier episode about my morning routine, you might be like, what is this bitch doing? So if you're like me and you try to do everything and integrate them all into your life at once to like really propel yourself forward on this journey until you feel burnt out. So we're going to talk about like what to do and which basics to stick to when there is just too much going on and you've given too much of yourself away and you've overscheduled and overplanned and overcontrolled your whole life. So basically, you just need to hunker down, survive, and ride the wave. And like, that's what we're going to dive into. And that's why I'm doing this episode because I'm also doing this. Um, to that point, I'm going to take a little break from the podcast, just like all of your favorite television shows do, so that I can enjoy the rest of my summer, the hiking trips I have planned into the early fall, all of that, without making this podcast something that feels like a burden. Like I want this to be fun and full of love and intentionality for you guys. And like, you know that I've been going through and learning that I have burnout and recovering it from myself. And what sounds better than anything is to just like stick with my basics, do my meditating, do some work on my aura, continue to like read and expand my consciousness, but to mostly just chill and fucking rest, relax and enjoy my summer. So I'm going to build up some more content for y'all while I'm away, while I'm also making space for myself to just enjoy life and flow day to day. And then I'll be back in the fall uh, or like early winter with a whole bunch of more content that's ready for you guys to roll and scheduled out. So tune in next week for our final summer episode. And that's it. I'm signing off for now, homies. Keep it real. Keep going and keep creating. You are in charge and you're the one that gets to decide what your life looks like. Okay? Bye.